Hey everyone, welcome back to an all new edition of the 20% podcast, the podcast that brings you tips and tricks from industry professionals across all industries that you can implement in your current job today. This week's guest is the CEO of Dugout Mugs, Chris Dinert. Dugout Mugs is a one of a kind gift for baseball fans and their flagship product, the Dugout Mug, is the barrel of a baseball bat that's hollowed out and turned into a drinking mug. Their product is featured in over 70 MLB and minor league baseball stadiums nationwide, as well as on the shelves of many of the industry's most notable organizations. This was such a fun episode. And in this episode, we discuss Chris's core beliefs and how everything comes back to protecting your time, stop doing the things that you hate, the importance of taking desirable traits from others, finding your superpower, how your trajectory is more important than your current position, chasing happiness and not money, having a crystal clear plan, and much more. Please enjoy this conversation with Chris dinner welcome to the show what's going on what is yeah. out mugs and why are we talking today <laughs> uh we're talking today because uh we're two people that love to talk for one and uh i think if we have anything to say that might change a single person uh it was worth the time but usually you know get really conversational we're gonna change inspire a lot of people hopefully um dugout mugs is pretty basic so what we did is my business partner randall saw a bunch of baseball bat barrels sitting in a dugout back in 2013 and he's like oh my god i bet i can hollow that out and turned it into a really sick drinking mug and um turns out you can turns out it's extremely profitable here's the inside of one just so you can see kind of what it looks like which is super That's amazing cool. Uh, but then we started getting creative. We started taking shot glasses and making them out of bat barrels. And we make whiskey glasses uh, called our shortstop. And then even most recently, we went into this right here, which it's not even spilling, by the way. So we made these airtight, vacuum sealed, screw top, look like an aluminum bat. So we, we're just having a lot of fun, man. We make baseball bat themed barware and we do it at a, a eight figure of a year level and have a lot of fun and, and do a lot of cool shit and make a lot of money. So that's wow. the goal, right? I love it, man. And I want to dive into that later on. But before we get into a little bit more about the strategy and about everything that you have going on with Dugout Mugs, I want to take a big step back here. And, and before all of this happened, what was high school Chris like? What did you want to do with your life? And, and what were some of your passions? Uh, always loved. Yeah, I grew up down in the South, you know, so uh, fishing and uh, hunting and shooting and things like that have always been something I've enjoyed. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what, I've, I, the high school me was a hustler, even even into elementary school, me was a hustler. In hindsight, you look back and you're like, oh, there it was, right? Like, I, I feel like entrepreneurs are, are born, um, you can you can make them too, you just have to have the right, you know, makeup. But uh, I, I feel like, like way back, you know, I didn't come from a ton. So if I wanted it, you know, if it will be, it's up to me kind of mentality. And my mom was a hustler. She was a solopreneur female before it was cool. Uh, my dad was a car salesman. My stepfather was, uh, uh, the town barber, like every, all I knew was hustle sales, no excuses and connectivity. Right. Uh, my, my stepdad, I think helped with a lot of that because you think about the town barber, like it's, uh, it's the guy that knows everybody. And, and so I, I grew up and my mom and my dad and, uh, you know, everybody was real big on relationships. So I it was kind of ingrained in me. And if I wanted something, I wanted new shoes, I wanted anything. I was, I was like hustle. My mom got me some stuff for sure. But um, I was selling pencils and I was selling candy and I was stripping fan motors apart. My mom owned a fan store, stripping fan motors apart and cutting the copper out of there and you know, uh, recycling the copper and whatever I could do to, to earn money, man. And as a kid, 
you know, 20, 30 bucks a week. So that's a lot for a kid. Your mom's like, you're not coming home with books and homework. You're coming home with like money. What the hell is going on here? And uh, it's clear now, but then high school me um, got into a little bit of trouble. Um, I, I mean, I passed with, with high honors and that was barely paying attention. So, you know, I feel like I was pretty sharp and, but I was bored and it, it really didn't challenge me, which, you know, that's, the, 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 it's a whole other podcast, but it's the current state of the school system sucks. Um, and, and I don't think it, it really finds the strengths of kids and drives it to let them be successful at what they're good at, right? They're trying to teach them blanket skills that are antiquated, really. But um, so, yeah, I got bored, got in trouble, barely made it out of school, I'm, you know, got expelled. Like, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to college because, you know, that's the, the, uh, well, that's the lie that everybody's told. That's what you need to do, uh, right? Oh, yeah. You got to go up. You got to this. You got to bust your ass for the man, you know, barely make enough to fucking eat. And then come on. Like, so I went to college for a minute and realized quickly that that's not what I wanted to do. And I wanted to get into sales, similar to your background, right? Like, uh, I, I went for a thing and it's like, yeah, but I don't like that thing. I like people. And I, I went over and I started working in the gym business. Um, and loved it. You know, I love the people. I love the positivity. I loved, I had a really good mentor there. His name's Dave. I always give him some love. Um, he was one of my first mentors. He's a, you know, he's, I guess Dave's probably 10 to 15 years older than me, something like that. But it was interesting. Uh, his story was he got an aerospace engineering degree from the university of Florida and he ended up owning gyms. And I'm like, wait, that doesn't connect. Right. And it's, it's about doing what you love and getting away from things. Stop doing shit you hate, which is some of the first advice I give a lot of people that are stuck. Um, learn what success and happiness looks like to you and do that. And then the money shows up, the strategies show up. That shit's easy. It's a side effect of doing something that aligns with you consistently, right? So uh, the, the high school me, back to your original question, fought through some of these, what I was taught, but what I was blessed enough to learn and what I can see, right? Um, which I think the world can use a lot more of right now to open your eyes and look around and learn from what you see, not, you know, believe what you're told. So I got out of that, barely got out of high school, got into something I loved and that transitioned into, got a decade and a half of having a lot of fun and doing a lot of stuff and making and losing a lot of money. So Wow. Well, there, there's so many different things to dive into there. Number one, I love that you learned all of that at a young age of, of trying to, of learning the hustle and the importance of relationships and selling because selling skills is I'm, I'm writing a book right now. And I know that that's some of the reason why we, I wanted to, to chat with you as well um, called all roads lead to sales, how sales skills are the foundation to a successful life. Right. And there's a lot of different things that you've, you've mentioned that, that kind of go really well with that, but um, really diving into um, really, uh, the one area I want to focus on is finding what you're passionate about, because whatever you're passionate about, it's going to come back and you're going to use it again. And, and more and more when I have a lot of these conversations with podcasts with, you know, successful professionals like yourself, I see that there's a lot of skills that people learned at that young age at some of those first jobs that they're currently using right now. So before we dive into that, what's their biggest piece of advice on finding what you're passionate about and then actually finding a job to align to that? I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily pigeonhole it into what you're passionate about. That's huge, right? Like I get that, but I, I think it's more about uh, chase the happiness, right? 
um, chase the happy, not the money. And usually you, you find a lot of happiness when you find the things that you're aligned with. Um, and so what I encourage people to do, and it's, it's an easier thing than to sit down with your, you know, what are you passionate about? I was like, shit, I don't know. Right. It's, it, it can be frustrating. Uh, it's a frustrating exercise, but I think if people learn more about, uh, what they're good at, what makes them happy, what makes them sad, and 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 start learning what verticals they can they can entertain in in that space. Like working with people makes me happy, right? Like like helping someone, my consulting company, help people do what they're doing better than they're doing it, right? I love to be able to leverage my very specific strengths to help help somebody do what they're doing better than they're doing. It's fulfilling for me. Um, so it's a lot of reflection. Um, find out what you're good at and, and what you like and more and what you stand for. And, and then on the, on the flip side, which I actually feel is equally, if not more important, find out what you're not good at, what you don't stand for, right? And um, the, the things that really eat you up, like stay away from it. That, that, that's usually the advice. I mean, it's in, in to each person, it's a little different, right? And um, I've spent time with, uh, blessed to say, hundreds and hundreds of people um, through my consulting company. You know, sometimes I do some pro bono stuff and uh, it's really just about it, but it all comes down to reflection, right? And really trying to understand who you are, what you're about, what you stand for, what you love. And then you're like, oh, there's my passion. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's an easier path. I feel like. Wow. I love that. And, and do you think that you have to uh, go have a bunch of different jobs to, to ultimately find out what that passion is? As I know that you were in uh, real estate, apparel, hard goods, affiliate marketing, uh, strategic partnerships, as I know you're doing a lot of that right now in your current job. Um, but, but looking across these jobs, I mean, is there any, is there any common threads that kind of holds all of them together um, as, as you went through your career? Yeah. Um, communication, relationships. That's what I love. Uh, I'm really good at relationships and I'm really good at connecting and I'm really good at, at finding mutually beneficial relationships, strategic partnerships. I say, uh, I say sometimes that, uh, you know, um, uh, creating a win-win situation doesn't have to use the same currency. And I think if you talk to people, you understand what's important to them, what's valuable to them. And oftentimes, if you look close enough, it's not necessarily the exact same thing that's important or valuable to you. And those are great opportunities. Um, so, you know, that, but then also just the connectivity, right? The one to many. Um, I've been good at sales. I love people. I love talking to people. I love understanding people. I've studied and studied, you know, I don't mean in the you know book sense, but I want to know business practices for South Korea, right? Because I was in a deal and there was a dignitary that was in town and I had to understand the intricacies of that or working with the people in Japan, talking with them about when you get their business card, paying attention to it, hold it with two hands. Like it's crazy cool, like understanding people. And uh, that's what I've always loved. So things like Facebook, um, Instagram, social media in general, it, it serves a lot of, purpose if used correctly and then it eats a lot of time which is your most valuable asset uh, if used incorrectly in my opinion but um that was the commonality right is is the connectivity with people the relationships that i've built over the years um being able to genuinely help 
Um, yeah, I think that's pretty consistent across the board in all the things that I've done. I think it's so interesting too. And I love tying everything back to some of those early days, which is why I asked the question early. I hear all of those same relationships that your, your, um, uh, your stepfather was building in that barbershop. I hear yeah. all the entrepreneurial stuff that your mother was doing, right? It sounds like they, they had such a she profound- was Dude, she was pretty. There was no, you know, people like you're a woman, you can't do this. Like, bitch, watch. <laughs> right. And like just that, that gritty toughness. And my dad was the closer. I mean, outsold everybody in most states. Like it was incredible to watch him close and sell. Right. And so you, you, you pick up the things and, the, and there are things and they'll probably watch this and hate that I say this, but there's things about all three of them that I don't like that I chose not to pick up. And I think, uh, the older I get and the more mature that I get, you learn what you're about, what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you don't stand for, these things. So you meet people. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk's a great example, right? Like I, I love Gary and I, had a, I was blessed to meet him a decade ago. And there's a lot of things about him that I love and respect that um, to a point I can emulate and try to, right? Because I think he's done very, very well and he's very intuitive, but there's many, many, many things that I like, nah, that ain't me, right? So you can take things from people uh, uh, figuratively, right? You can take right. things from different people in different ways that, that say, hey, this really aligns with me. The rest of that, nah, not so much. Um, so, you know, I always use that example because he's somebody that's, you know, on the forefront right now with a lot of things, uh, but, but yeah. I don't know where the hell that was going, but no, 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 that, no, no, that was, that was so fantastic. And, and another parallel that I'm driving to the next point that I wanted to discuss was it sounds like the, the good and bad of people ultimately makes up Chris, who you are, and it ultimately makes up your core values and some of your core beliefs. And I noticed that you had some of those on LinkedIn. I'm just going to read them off really quickly sure. for everyone. Do what you do best outsource the rest. Your network equals your net worth, no matter what, have fun all the time create a system you aren't uh, a component of and time is your most valuable asset. Now, looking back on all of those core values, if you only had to pick one that was the most important that you could take through the rest of your career, which one would you pick and, and why? Have fun all the time. You know, uh, you're not guaranteed anything you know, time is short, right? I think if you have fun all the time, it's making the time count, right? But I think they all walk hand in hand. You know, the creative system, you're not a component of, you know, the commonality between them all, it's time. Have fun all the time. Basically make those minutes count. Um, create a system you're not a component of. Why? Create more time. You know, um, your network is your net worth. I could start a new company today and it would be kicking ass in 60 days, because I know all the right people to call. I have all the right people behind me, right? And it saves what? Time, right? I think that's really the thread of it all is, is time. And, and right now in the midst of a, you know, pandemic, post-pandemic, um, there's a lot of opinions about it. But the one thing that is certain is people lost a lot of time. And whether it's somebody they lost, they have no more time with that person whether it's they're being forced uh, opinions on if it's appropriate or not, whatever, I'm not getting it. That's another podcast, yep. but being forced to stay in their home and forced to do this and forced to stay away from everybody. Uh, that's taking the time. There's time is, is finite, right? No matter how rich and powerful you are, 
Uh, you can't buy more of that. So you have to create it uh, and, and capture it every day. Uh, as soon as I'm done here, my wife and I are going to lunch, right? Because I'm going to take that time when it, when it presents itself. So I think that's really the commonality of all my core values. Uh, seven years ago, I almost had that time taken from me. And, and that's, uh, again, another podcast, but, um, when you're, you're laying there and you're given a one in three shot of not getting up from the bed you're laying in, you start thinking about shit a little different. You know what I mean? And you have a six year or six month old at home that, you know, if you have young kids, like never seen them walk, never seen them talk, they can't even come see you. Like you might get to FaceTime the last time you see your six month old. Think about that. Uh, time and control are illusions. So you have to, uh, if you can, <laughs> one of the sayings I love, there's two things you shouldn't worry about, shit you can change and shit you can't. So if you can change it, change it. If you can't, shut up and move on because all you're doing is you're, you're sacrificing the most valuable asset on the planet uh, and that's your time. So um, give up the control. Stop thinking you can control other people. Stop controlling every situation. You can't. And you sure as hell can't control what time you have here. We're all on the line. We don't know where we are in that line, but all we do know is that line ends one day. Right. Right. So to capture every moment, doing things that you love, have fun all the time. Uh, that's that's where I'm anchored. And I don't see myself leaving that place ever. Just can hopefully bring in more people to that island, you know, because it's wow. pretty uh, it's pretty scarce right now because we live in a culture that that uh, celebrates this endless grind and, uh, you know, the wasting of time. And uh, yeah. I won't I, you. I, that's, a, that's a fucking rabbit hole. I'm not going down it with no, you. No, 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 no. That is, that is fantastic. And it's so funny. Every single conversation that I've had, I feel like everything leads back to time. I've had, had some conversations where you, know, you got to plan your attack and attack your plan so you could be more efficient with your time, right? Uh, uh, a couple other podcasts, it's uh, some of my other colleagues, uh, my la one of my last ones, Darren McKee, who I think would be, you, you probably, you would love Darren. Um, he, he, the, the most amount of time that he took off over a two month span is when he closed the most amount of business for his own yeah. business. So, um, so obviously time with your family, it's, is important to you as well. Um, time is something you don't get back as you mentioned, but so what is your biggest piece of advice for time management, knowing that that's probably your biggest <clears throat> core value? Um, understanding what your superpower call it whatever you want. You know, what uh, the, the, I, the one book I refer to that I read and I took, well, there's two. I'll, I'll tell you both of them. It was uh, The Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Ferriss, yeah. I, I mean, that's mentioned 100 million times since played out, but it's relevant. Like, go through that book. And I, let, let, me, let me rewind for a second. So, somebody gave me some advice one time about books, right? Because some people got to read front to back, they got to absorb. They said, look at books on a shelf like a bunch of friends. And each one, each one of your friends is good at something. So you go to that person for advice. So when you're dealing with something that maybe you're conflicted on or, or a little wishy-washy, pull out, ask that friend, flip through, find a few of those things that are applicable to that thing you're dealing with, and then put that friend up, right? And, and so there's, there's nuggets in certain books for certain times and certain stages in life. Um, right now, I'm trying to get some good stuff out of uh, Strong Father, Strong Daughter. By, I think it's Meg Meeker. Uh, it's over there um, next to my, my workout bike. Um, because I have a seven-year-old daughter, right? Uh, when I was too busy being too busy and nearly lost my time, 
I started reading uh, The One Thing by Gary Keller. Took a lot out of that. Uh, the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. You know, the have fun all the time. Like, this is Matrix shit, man. Like, we can make this. We're not confined, right? So the way Tim went about that, I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. I really enjoyed his perspective on things. So I adopted some of that perspective. Uh, the the now back to the initial answer I had. It's finding your superpower, and that is, you know, what's the one thing that makes everything else obsolete or irrelevant, right? It's the gist of it. And I think that has a lot of power if it's embraced. Um, in our company, in dugout mugs, we do managers meetings on Monday. And there are, I think, 14 people on this meeting. And that seems like overkill, right? But what it is, is it's 14 people that do one thing really well. And that's their only objective. That's if, if shit messes up in, in this lane, that's you, right? So one guy, all he does is shipping. One guy, all he does is oversee the laser activity, right? He'll do some lasering, but it's a laser activity. One guy, all he focuses on is wholesale. One guy is only PR, right? And, and I think finding that superpower is the best thing. What, what, is, what is your one thing? And then only do that. Like oftentimes I don't have a lot going on during the day. Now our email exchanges as of late have not proven that point, but that's because my superpower is very relevant right now. Strategic partnerships, big deals, uh, collaborations, you know, and then I have a family, so I take that time off. But uh, when it's time for me to come out and run the race, you better believe I'm coming in first. And then I'll go back to the stable. If you don't need me in a week, give me a shout, right? Like I'm doing this and I'm doing some family stuff and then something else. And then on Thursday I go and I'm sitting, I'm going to meet with the owners of perfect game, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Buster Posey. I'm going to be at that table. Right. And that's my superpower. So the advice I would give to people is uh, find out what you're best at and do that as often as you can throughout every single day and don't do the other stuff. That is so fantastic. Just focusing on that thing that's most important to you. I, do, I love do that. Best outsource the rest. Time. Wow. So I, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm getting the sense that time is pretty important to you. Um, it should be important to everybody. Absolutely. And tell Bryce, I said, hello, I'm a big, uh, I'm right outside of Philadelphia and I'm a, a huge oh, nice. fan. So um, yeah, I've not met him yet. I know he's got mugs. I think we, he just got one this year. One of his teammates gifted him one for uh, hanging a new son born or something. Um, and then the MVP. So we got an MVP mug. I'm going to give him and I've, I've not actually met trout face to face either. So it's going to be good. I'm going to go down there. It's the perfect game hall of fame induction. So there's a stable full of thoroughbreds down there for sure. So that's the kind of thing. I love that. I want to do something. So my, my uh, metrics, right. Before I do anything, is it fun? Is it experiential? Can I play with my friends? Is it scalable? And can I create a system? I'm not a component of, right. And that's what dug out was and that's why i took this journey with randall to grow this to the multi-million dollar company that it is right because of the experiential and the fun like i'm doing this thursday um but yeah i mean i, I it's a practice but i still try to you know practice what i preach that is that's fantastic and i know you mentioned on your linkedin profile you said that um what you try to do is you find a diamond in the rough and then you go all in and it sounds like 
for you, for you personally, for your own uh, professional self and, and with your core values, it sounds like dugout mugs was that unicorn. How do you know, how do you know uh, which ones are the unicorns or which ones you should really double down and know I should go try to focus my time on that? Well, as I alluded to previously, being clear about what that looks like. What does success look like? What does happiness look like? Can I play with my friends? Is it experiential? Can I scale it? Can I uh, uh, create a system in which I'm not a component of? Does it take time away from the things? <clears throat> Does it take time away from the most important things? Uh, and if it checks those boxes, well, yeah, it's a fit, right? So I encourage people to find out what those boxes are for them. Um, you know, different strokes, different folks, like don't measure your success with my ruler, go build your own ruler, right? You have to, you have to understand what to ask better questions. Like if there's ever been a more true statement, if you want better results, start asking better questions. Right. And I that's something I don't think people do enough. I've experienced it this morning. People just randomly blurting stuff out. And it's like, dude, do some research, ask better questions. <laughs> and that's the end of it. That's the end of my reply. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, asking those questions and real, but again, it all comes back to what is in alignment, right? Got to find that alignment. Got to find what's important to you. Then you ask the questions. And then when something comes along, what, what happens is your no's become more frequent and more powerful. Because uh, you can say yes to everything. I did. I was the kid that couldn't miss, you know, kind of thing. And I was good enough at what I'm good at that I could adequately service each of the businesses at one point i think i had like five or seven at once which is asinine but i was good enough to get to be productive at it but i couldn't do anything with excellence right and then i because i was yes 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 i was a yes man um in business right like there's a place to be a yes man or a yes woman right uh not in business i had to find what i was best at and and did it meet my meet my uh, requirements? And then I jumped in. Now, where you do want to shift and be a yes man is when you have that time. Some of the best times I've had uh, were random with my wife in Nashville, or ended up in Italy, uh, because you have the time, uh, you have the money, and you have the options. Right, that's all money is options anyway. But then you just get really yesy about, hey, you want to do this? Yeah, sure. Right. I ended up on a catamaran for three days, sailing around in Florida, hanging out with my kids and our friends. That was great. Right. Just because uh, you had the time and you had the options. It didn't even cost us anything. All we had to do is provide the time. So back to time, right? It, it's amazing. It, it truly, I think if there's one huge takeaway from this, it's, it's the importance of time. And also, I know you mentioned a little bit there, something you know, really finding uh, the things that align to some of your goals. Now, how do you balance between staying grounded in the here and now while also having a look out to those future goals that you may have? I, I don't think, um, I don't think work-life balance is a real thing. I think it's a, a marketing thing. I think it's a, an excuse thing. Um, I, I have to hustle and I have to grind because I'm doing this for my family. And like, that's a lie, you know, in my opinion, I used it. It was a lie when I said it, I can't imagine everybody else is much different. Um, I, I think it's life. 
Sometimes you're working, sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're loving it, sometimes you're not. Like it's life. You don't get to split the shit in half, right? If you hate what you're doing, do something else, you know? But at the end of the day, like it's all life put together. Um, so I don't, I try not to balance it. I try to keep, uh, you know, my future goals. Well, if you're talking about financial or monetary future goals, I don't necessarily have them. I have some, hey, once I hit this point, I'm going to do some investment in this capacity, but I, I, it's, uh, I didn't really set a goal like that. I set a goal to have fun all the time, if possible, uh, enjoy the people I'm around, live an experiential life, build a company by design that allows me time and freedom and opportunities and options, right? I'm, I live my goals kind of thing. Uh, and, and with the expectation that they're just going to get more intense, right? If, if I'm doing things, small things consistently, I, I don't really want to change anything right now. I'll just keep running, riding this thing until I make another decision. But uh, I, I don't have to, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z because down the road, what if down the road doesn't happen? What the hell is a 40 year goal? Good for me. Right. Get on the, it's so Randall, actually, we just talked about this yesterday. And I'm going to give him some props on this. He read it somewhere. He's like, trajectory is more important than positioning. So the trajectory, like if I'm going to end up up there, which I feel like I am, right? right. Just aim like that. And I don't need to make anything. It's just, it's just going to keep running fast, slow. Right. Think about a rocket ship, right? Even if it's on the ground, if it's pointing upward. You know, it's it's going to point to the right place. So, you know, I feel like I feel like I'm aligned and I'm already aimed in that direction and I'm I'm going to that place. Uh, And and being fluid, I I think being fluid is important. Now, some might argue that and that's okay. That might be right for them. Right. Uh, I, I think being fluid, as long as I'm living you know, as cheesy as it sounds, but like living in my truth and living in my vision of happiness and my living with maximum amount of time. Uh, I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm in my goal, right? It's the journey. It's not the destination that that old cheesy statement similar. It's the journey. I, you know, the journey is the success, not where I'm going to end up. Who the hell cares? I'm going to end up right. right. And from a financial perspective, uh, again, I've made and lost a lot of money lost seven figures twice that sucked but it's like oh that really wasn't i i, I wasn't ready for it right so for me um being a, a multi-millionaire now which i can say that and uh I, i'm i'm more happy with the fact that i've grown into the person that can be a multi-millionaire than i am the fact I'm a multi, you know what I mean? Right. It's the growth. That's, uh, uh, that's what's important. The growth, the journey, the experiences, the relationships, like that is my goal. And I'm doing it the entire way. And I think, uh, I think from a financial perspective and others are perfectly okay to disagree with this. Um, I think money is one of the most common things in the world. Uh, I mean, shit, we're printing it just cause like, Oh, you need more. Here's a yeah, you know what? Take a trade, take two, just in case you need some extra. Like, this shit's not attached to anything. Right. It's ridiculous. There's barter, there's Bitcoin, there's meme coins. They're like, hey, let's put a dog on a coin and sell it for a couple billion. Okay. Let's just keep making them. Okay. I own <laughs> Dodge Coin, right? Uh, 
I, I love, I have crypto. I'm in the stock market. There's barter. You want to talk about currency? There's barter. Some, some cultures probably trade shiny rocks. They call them diamonds. You know, it's currency is everywhere. So to make that the, the beacon of light that you're chasing, the most common thing on earth, you know, it isn't common time, uh, true relationships, experiences. I mean, those you, aren't you, just, you just talked that you're going to be sitting at a table with Mike Trout in, in Bryce Harper. Like who cares about what kind of money you have when you have those kind of experiences that you're going to be able to take on for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. Well, did you see uh, when I was hoisting the world series trophy? I did. The other do oh, you want a fun story? You base. Okay. So here's a fun story. I was, uh, uh, I had the time. I didn't have anything to do that week. I was going to go to uh, game six. I went, I already went to Atlanta to the world series. I had tickets to all the games and um, I was going to go to game six. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to splurge. I'm going to get a room at the four seasons. That sounds awesome. So I'll do that. My wife was going to go with me. And then she said, Hey, you know, the night before she's like, you know what? I'm not going to go. I don't want to get rush around this that, and the other. And I said, okay, well um, I love you. I'll see you in a day. And I called my buddy and he's like, dude, she's not going. And I said, nah, I said, I wish you could make it, man. He's like, yeah, me too, whatever. Well, then he surprises me, shows up next day. And I was like, hey, well, we're staying at the Four Seasons. We're going to the game. We got great seats. We ended up sitting down in like the lower bowl. And Jason Aldean was sitting a few rows in front of us. And I was like, oh, sweet. You know, so, you know, we said what's up and uh, while we were there. And our PR guy was there with us. He's like, dude, go say what's up to him. I'm like, nah. I say he's enjoying his family, having shots, like having a good time. So yeah, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just put it into the universe. I'll catch up with him later tonight. And uh, I'll say, what's up then? And he's like, that's weird, man. And I said, yeah, that's because you don't understand the power of intention. And um, anyway, fast forward a few hours and, and my, my buddy and I were out having a couple of drinks and ran into somebody and they said, hey, there's a party going on at the Four Seasons. I was like, yep. And uh, the, I guess the Braves after party is there. So I said, oh, perfect. So I went back to the thing, walked right into the hotel. They had security everywhere, but I was staying there. So they, you know, they let me right in and uh, hanging out at the bar, ran into a couple of players that recognize us and our products. And they're like, dude, I had these at my wedding. I got them at my bar, whatever. And the party's going on upstairs. We're like, okay. So we popped right up into the party. Owners of the Braves are there. The whole team, uh, Jason Aldean, Cole Swindell, everybody, all the Braves fans were up there. And uh, there's the trophy sitting right over there. And I'm like, oh. I just go grab it. And they're like, yeah, take some pictures, carry it around. I was like, okay. So I got pictures of me like holding the world right. series trophy over my head the night that they won uh, the world series. Like you want to talk about experiences. That was it. I'm drinking beers with some country music legends. Um, dancing over here with uh, a couple of the players, Ronald Acuna taking selfies with him. I'm hoisting the trophy over my head. Like get out of here. What's going on? You know? Um, but, but that, right, I had the time, I, I captured an opportunity, which is super important. You, if you create the time, you better take advantage of it. You know, if you create the time, you create the opportunities, don't be a coward. That shit showed up in your life at that moment because you deserved it. So you got to capture that, um, which is important, right? Because sometimes these things will just come and go and like, hey, there's your chance right? Uh, which we capture that. We capture that opportunity. And it's a, uh, what a legendary night. Yeah, that is, that's amazing. And, and like you, you probably never could have imagined that happening. Even, even looking back when you were, when you were stripping copper, like you could have never imagined that you were going to hoist the world series trophy, right? <laughs> like you never know. And, and I completely 
agree with your your thoughts on on money as well as is really like my uh, my look at it as well of not having not being a multimillionaire i guess is is a good way to put it um but I see it as I want to have those experiences with my family. I want to be able to take them to Disney World and not care, not yeah. not even think about it, right? So really trying to get there. So just it's a matter of trying to figure out. And, and that's why I love having conversations with folks like yourself to really cut down on some of that learning curve and really focus on what's most important to try to get to some of those ends as well. Um, wow. So you're dancing with Freddie Freeman, huh? Uh, I was, I was, I gave him a, I gave him a hug. And I told him congratulations. Uh, we've worked with Freddie a couple of times and made some mugs for him when his kids were born and uh, stuff like that. So he's familiar with us. I, uh, but he was up there with his wife and um, I think his son was with him. So I just gave him a hug. I was like, congrats, dude. Love to see it. Um, yeah, it was fun. But it's, you know, that's not, what, what's funny is I'm looking on my wall across here. There's a picture of my wife and I with Craig Morgan, which our first date was at a Craig Morgan concert like 10 years later, we've been together 17 years, 10 years later, we were at the same venue. He was there and I'm backstage because I was running the media for the place below that vanilla ice below that was, I was on my way uh, to uncle Cy from duck dynasty, his wedding vow renewal, which is over here on my wall of <laughs> magazine. There's my wife and I in the background, us up there with uncle Cy, uh, Jack. <laughs> and we, and, yeah. And, but you know what? We, you know, I want to sit first class, sat first class, sit next to Andre 3000, right? So we're like, hey, what's up, dude? Any, the, the point is, is like, that's the yes man side, right? That's the, that's, you just have to be open to receiving life and its experiences. And when you get so pigeonholed into chasing uh, money in particular, that, that was something I did for a long time. I chase the money, not the happy. And then I flip that shit, you know, and, and you start focusing on the happy and what makes me happy is people, communication, time, experiences. Uh, this ball right here, Tim Tebow. I worked with the Tebow foundation on a project that Tim gave me that ball. This one over here. I think that, yeah, that's my wife and I autographed ball from Peyton Manning, my wife and I on my birthday. She's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, let's go watch Peyton break the record in Denver sitting on the 50 yard line. You know, we have the time and the options. And I mean, just, I'm getting into this stack of stuff over here, but it's awesome. It really is awesome. And I just encourage people and, and hopefully inspire people to, to um, do a little bit more self-exploration. You don't have to have a life-threatening situation like I did, but that sure as hell helps. Um, just take my word for it, right? Find out a little bit more about what the happy looks like. Um, and find out what your core competencies and strengths look like and do more of that on a daily basis. And, and it's funny, life starts happening for you, not to you. Um, and, it, and it's a lot of perspective. There's a lot of things I could have looked at the glass as half empty, but instead I was like, oh, cut the glass in half, it's full now, right? Just get creative. Let's cut, let's cut the glass in half and start uh, and etch, etch something into it and start selling it, right? <laughs> yeah, let's cut it. It's made of, turn it into a bat. I, I love that. So as you're thinking about this, I'm trying to think to myself, like, what are some of my superpowers? And I'm thinking besides, you know, being the best father and husband that I can, of course, family is, is obviously like the number one thing for me. Um, I think about like podcasting, right? It's something that I love that I'm passionate about and something that I'm actually starting a little side project now besides my regular day-to-day -day job of helping folks who are interested in starting a show with helping them with the mission, the vision, 
and then ultimately producing the podcast for them and giving them yeah. some of the social media assets to start that. Now, I'm right now, I'm currently in the phase of I, I put together a one pager and I've talked to some of my previous guests. So now getting into the strate- strategy side of things, where would you take a project like this where you're taking your passion and trying to strap it to a rocket ship, I guess, where would you go next as a result? Well, I think with, with something like that, it's uh, you have to find the USP, right? What, what is it that you do better than anyone else? Because there's a ton of people that do podcasting successfully, way more than do it unsuccessfully. Um, and then, and then, uh, then the, the coaching component, I had a coaching company, right? The, the coaching component, you have to be able to bring something unique and special to the table that will exponentially increase the speed to market, right? Or the, the stickiness of the podcast or the creation of the content, um, type of thing it would, would be more what I, I, I keep going one level deeper, right? Because what's going to happen is eventually you're going to get to one thing. You're like, oh, that, that's it. And then you put that on the forefront. Um, you, you, have, you, have you heard the pod or, or read the book um, by Simon Sinek, Start With Why? Have you read that? Yeah, there you go. This is, this is literally, I have this book. I have two books right next to me. This is Start With Why because my why is absolutely everything. And then also I was fortunate enough to be an author in one of my, uh, my good friend's books, Scott McGregor, uh, who, who you would love as well. Um, but yeah, start with why is literally, uh, I'm a huge why guy. So, so absolutely. Yeah. Well, it sounded like it when you talked about mission and vision and, and things like that, I, uh, that's something that we've gotten very clear about at dugout and, um, and also our, 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 our strategy on, on managing people and empowering people. But anyway, I, I digress. So uh, I would do that. I would continue to dig deeper and, and, and find the, the why behind the what behind the how, right. And, uh, and kind of just reverse engineer it. And one of the things I've always said, and, you know, Randall laughed at me at first, but you know, I experienced it. If your plan is better than their plan, they're going with your plan, right? So, um, and that's across the board in business, by the way, because the truth is, get this, nobody knows what the hell they're doing. <laughs> We're all just trying to figure it out. Some of us are a little further along. Some of us got lucky, right? Some just are in their own damn way, right? Uh, uh, but at the end of the day, 99% of the people don't know what the hell they're doing. They're just doing, which is one of the biggest steps, by the way. So I, I would say continue to reverse engineer it and create a very crystal clear paint by number, step-by-step plan with resources and everything else. It's like, you know, uh, um, just pay to play. Boom, you're in. It starts kind of thing. Because it, it takes away the, the it's daunting to, to think, oh my God, I got to start this thing and I got to commit to years of content and it's, uh, I think that part of podcasting is daunting. So I think showcasing to people um, the plan, the why behind the plan, here's what we're doing, but here's why, here's how it works. And here are the resources already in place. So you're only responsible for the key pillars, right? Because then it makes things simple for folks. So again, that's just off the top of my head, but I think that would kind of be uh, the strategy to take something like that to the next step. 
I love that. Thank you so much for that. That that's a masterclass in and of itself. So I really, really appreciate that. So I really want to jump into dugout mugs with the with a little bit of time yeah. that we have remaining here. So uh, one of the really cool things uh, that I noticed about this, and you already told me a little bit about how the the how Randall kind of came up with it. Of hey, let's go cut that bat open. And then you you showed me the little shot glass, and I saw the wine container. Like, were those always part of the plan, or did you start start by just having that main barrel? Mug. Yeah, no, it's it was the OG right here, the dugout mug, 12 ounces, hollowed out, wooden bat. Um, but it's like, hey, you know, we have now we have hundreds of thousands of customers, which is just crazy. But they they're you know what they did? We created a tribe of people that know us, they like us, they trust us to create badass stuff and quality stuff, and we get it to them on time or sooner. We have lifetime warranty. If ship breaks, it's replaced for life, right? Like there's a lot of things that we, what do we stand for? What do we not stand for, right? And we built the company with these thought processes in mind. So once people bought the original mug and learned the quality and got to know us, uh, it was like, hey, what else you guys want? Oh, we want this, we want this, we want this. What if we did this? What do you think? They're like, oh, that idea sucks. We're like, okay, we won't do that one. What do you think about this? They're like, we love it. And we launched it. So um, it's just continuing to innovate. Uh, it, it keeps our mind fresh. It keeps our team happy. Some of our, our team members have come up with the names for the, the stuff, the dugout mug, the shortstop, the wind up. That's ownership, opener. man. Yeah. That's ownership. Yeah. Well, we empower people, right? Um, and and it's, it's fun. And we do... Uh, Anyway, so yeah, we just continue to innovate from a product standpoint, and we have a hell of a tribe. Last night, we did a Facebook Live, and I think we had 1,400 comments on our Facebook Live wow. in less than an hour. And, uh, we gave away, I mean, right now, we're doing a giveaway for Christmas. We're giving away $10,000 worth of products as gifts to you know underserved families who want to give their kids a cool, baseball-loving kids a cool Christmas. We're donating a bunch of gifts. So... Um, we live what we what we preach and i think our tribe really got behind us so anything we put out man they're all about this thing we sold a half a million dollars in these stainless mugs before we even had them to ship out you know there was that much trust um we did a pre-sale on them you know kind of thing so yeah, we're going to continue to innovate. Um, right now, we're in a scaling point where uh, retail, uh, we're in seven countries, we're in 50 states, we're in every stadium. I'd say probably 200 current MLB players rock our stuff um, without paying them to do it. Uh, we work with legends. All these are just autograph mugs from legends that I worked with. Uh, so we're going to take all, we're going to harness this momentum and we're going to hit that next level of scale. And uh, what we're going to focus on, like, that's my job. And uh, Randall's core competency is never losing quality and uh, continuing to grow the team. We're probably about 85 people strong that make dugout mugs go around from, from A to Z. That is fantastic. And I think what I, I keep hearing is keeping up with those core values, whether it's within yours or whether it's the companies, and also staying in your own individual lanes to make sure that you're maximizing on uh, on exactly what, what it is your job is. So I know that that's something that you, you mentioned previously. I hear it coming back again. 
that is a huge, huge takeaway here as well. Now, the other interesting thing too is what I noticed, it looks like the different portions of the bats, those other products that you had, whether it was the wine one or the shot glass, that's just going down the rest of the bat, right? With, with not having any kind of waste. Could that's you what have it's it? supposed to emulate, yeah. So we take the billet that makes a bat and we make it into three barrels. Uh, we're not, originally it came from a cut in half baseball bat. That's where it all started and probably uh, for the first little bit. But um, I mean, we're doing, we sell a lot, you know, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 mugs a day. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're getting after it, especially this time of year. Right. Um, so we can, I mean, you could have Bo Jackson in the back and we're not cracking enough bats in half, but uh, <laughs> we take the same billet that makes a bat and we turn it into barrels. And this, so it's, it's baseball bat wood that just never t- makes its way to a bat. Um, it turns into dugout mugs and associated products beforehand. I love that. And, and what is, what's the importance of, of kind of reducing the amount of waste, whether it's the, the product that you guys are using uh, for the bats or even just taking a step back with life as well, not trying to waste things? Um, what we do is we try to create, I mean, it's a, it's a lifetime warranty. We make quality stuff. So every game day, every tailgate, every time they're using this stuff, um, you know, it's one less plastic cup out there, right? Like I'm big, I live in Florida um thank god for many reasons but i live in florida which is surrounded by ocean i love the ocean i love the water i hate the waste i hate the trash so that's definitely a cool thing um that we do uh is create you know not one-time use things yes there's a there's a couple companies out there making i mean uh you can call you can say inspired if you want there's a lot of people that try stealing our thunder and running with something similar um, less quality, unlicensed, trashy, plastic. I mean, um, is what it is, right? I guess that's the the, the greatest form of flattery I've, I've been told. Right. We don't pay attention to them. Um, we do what we do uh, and focus on winning versus not losing. It's worked out pretty well for us so far. Absolutely. We, we create top of the line, like lifetime warranty, super quality stuff. I love that. That's so fantastic. And before I jump into one of the final questions that I ask every single guest that's on the show, with all of these names that you mentioned before, the Bryce Harpers of the world, the Mariano Rivera's, Big Poppy, do you ever get starstruck? You know, um, not really. Uh, it was really cool to um, meet Ken Griffey Jr. But again, um, if I ran into him now versus three years ago, uh, it'd be different. Um, I was just with uh, Big Poppy and these guys last weekend. Um, so a week ago, we were down in South Florida and hanging out and was having a cigar with Gary Sheffield and uh, talking to Big Poppy and um, working with their charity and stuff like that. So uh, every day that goes by, it's, it's less and less uh i'm less and less of a fanboy right i guess um there's a few you know some really legendary people that i've been able to meet um when i meet mike trout it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool he's a probably one of the best baseball players that the game's ever seen um that would be really neat but even still i I think um i've learned over many many years of business to uh if i'm in a room it's because i belong there and I think the, the, the feeling of being starstruck or, or being a fanboy kind of thing um, comes from being in a situation or a place that I can't believe I'm here right now, but I do believe I'm here right now. I belong here right now. 
now more than ever. So I, I uh, and I feel like those guys appreciate that because at the end of the day, they learn how to play a game really well, or they did a job really well and they became a governor or, you know, or a, a celebrity kind of thing. So at the end of the day, they're just people, right? And I think people at that level are very guarded. So they appreciate more being able to genuinely connect with somebody. Um, that's just my attitude towards it. And I think that precedes me when I, when I meet these folks. No, absolutely. I love that. That, that is such fantastic advice. And I'm so excited to, to hear, to see the pictures that you have with Trout and, and Harper and, and everything else that you are able to accomplish because you're focusing on your time and you put in all of that hard work over the course of your career. Now I have two final questions that I'd love to ask all of my guests uh, for the ones that I know who are parents. What is the biggest piece of parenting advice you have? Uh, trust your gut. Don't trust the system. System's busted. Every, any which way you want to look at it, it's busted. Um, you gotta, you gotta learn what your, your kids are good at and encourage them to do more of that. Uh, it's something I dealt with just last year with my oldest and, um, I sacrificed some things in order to get her into a situation and a school where she is being um, run, she's being taught by leaders. And, and my gut told me that if I leave her in the public school system and things like that, now I know it's not an option for everybody, right? right? But, but don't be so consumed with your phone that you're not paying attention. Don't be consumed with, uh, or don't believe that everybody else has your kid's best interest at mind. They just don't. Some do, and they're diamonds in the rough, but they're, but they're swallowed up by the bullshit. So stay involved and try to really, really learn what they're best, find their, help them find their superpower earlier in life and inspire them to follow it. Um, I, had a, I had a parent-teacher conference just the other day, and, and she's like, oh, she's great here. She's doing this. She's not, she can work on this. But then I was like, what's she doing the best? And she's like, Com communicating with other kids. She's a friend to everybody, and her interpersonal skills are next level. It's like, Done. I'm winning. We're doing what we're trying to do. So she, you're saying she's a helper. She loves people and she knows how to communicate. That's nothing else matters, right? They're going to learn. They don't even need to know how to do half the shit that we were taught how to do. Cause they just ask Alexa came to say her name. Line. She's listening. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely, the man. It's like, yeah, what's, what's this time? What's this time? This? Can you give me a mortgage? And Exactly. You know, um, let's, let's get them, let's prepare them for the world where they're, where they're, what they're coming into. Um, and, and the other is, uh, don't take the time for granted. It's cliche, but, uh, when it's taken away or it's over, it's over, you know, um, we just came through a 650, $660,000 black Friday, cyber Monday weekend, a lot of sales going on, probably something I could have, should have been doing. You know what I was doing? I was putting reindeer up in my front yard with my daughter. We're decorating the house. There's garland lit around here. She wanted to do that, right? Um, I, I, and I, I, it's a practice, right? I'm not great at it, but I'm good at it. And that's trying to cut time away and, and, and be there. Uh, a, a colleague of mine, Dave Steck, said, um, it's, you know, it, it, people are like, oh, it's quality over quantity time. It's like, well, you don't know when the quality is going to show up. So you need to have the quantity. You need to be there a lot because when that quality time opportunity shows up, your ass is there. You can't show up 
minimal amounts of time expecting it to be quality. What if that time sucks? I love that. That is you know, fantastic. It, it was really great advice. And um, he's done some amazing things. And both of his sons are, are DECA millionaires and um, they've got an amazing office and uh, family office. And so uh, I, it was one of the pieces of advice that I took from him. And that is, it's not quality over quantity. You got to have the quantity in order to find the quality. So I encourage people to gobble up as much time as they can, because again, time, it's finite. Uh, and then, then from what I'm teaching my daughter, uh, a lot when it comes to money investments, she's had a job since she turned six. Um, she works for my media company. So she gets a paycheck. She gets, she has a Roth IRA. She has a SEP IRA. She has her own money. She has, she bought her first bike at six years old, um, she wanted something the other day. She had to make a decision this over this. Like, don't just give kids things like teach them, teach them. They're freaking smart. Right. And if you start teaching them early, um, like I was, I was thinking of it. It's funny you asked that question because I was thinking about it after I dropped her off at school this morning because I have the time to take my kid to school every single morning. Right. Sure. She can get on the bus, but I want to do that. I want to talk to her. And on the way back, I'm, I'm, I've, she had all kinds of stuff to say this morning. And I'm driving back and I thought to myself, I was like, I am creating lionesses to put into this world. Like they'll take care of their cubs. They'll enjoy the things. But when it comes time to mess some shit up, they're going to have all the tools they need to just gobble up competition, to be fierce. You know, I'm, I'm literally raising lionesses to put out into this world. And I think the timing is pretty good for it. So, you know, teaching them about finances, teaching them about uh, interpersonal skills, teaching them about relationships, teaching them about loss, teaching them about choices, um, teaching my daughter about interest. She wanted a stuffed animal the other day at the store, six bucks. She only had five. I made her pay me back seven. <laughs> it's like, why? I, I, don't have the, I don't have the heart to teach them about taxes. Hey, give me all your money. I'm going to take 30% of it. I'm going to go give it to the kid up the street. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> I'm going to wait till she's 10 to break her heart like that. But I love uh, that, Chris. teaching them small skills that are relative to the big life, you know? I love that, man. Chris, thank you so much for your time. I know we are just a minute over. What is the, where can people learn more about you and what you have going on? Uh, you know, what's more important to me than, than find, I mean, you can find me. I'm on LinkedIn and I'm other, my, my, I don't have Facebook, save yourself the time, get rid of it. It's bullshit. 90% of it. Find, spend more time with people that matter than all your time with people that don't take that advice and run with it. My Instagram's private. If you want to find me on LinkedIn, you can for sure. But I think what I would actually ask is um, just be awesome to one person today. Whenever you hear this, uh, it's a ripple effect, right? You know, love people more, um, stop doing shit you hate and, you know, try to go be an inspiration to somebody. I do that. I, I don't need you to find me. If you want to, you can, but I think uh, be more impactful in your circle and, and become a leader and, and become an influence. I think that's more important to me. Chris, thank you so much, man. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you enjoyed the show, it would mean the absolute world if you went to Apple and rated and reviewed the show for me as well, is this is a fantastic way to help grow the show and help to bring in fantastic guests and even more listeners to our tribe. So 
Stay tuned for next episode and have a fantastic rest of your day. Thanks. 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 Fantastic rest of your day.